Hey, this is Pam Perry, and we are here with the Speakers Magazine podcast. We'll be back right after this. Hey, this is Pam Perry, and today we're going to be talking with Dr. Darnell Jervie Harmon. I'm the publisher of Speakers Magazine, and she's the cover girl, and we're going to learn a little bit more about Dr. Darnell, but let me give you the formal bio, okay? So one of the things you want to know about Dr. Darnell Jervie Harmon is that she's a powerful and passionate speaker who loves business and the people who lead them each day. In fact, one facet of or of her work is that she has been growing businesses for nearly 20 years. When you, it's like really amazing, right? It's like when you look at, she don't look a little bit over 20. Uh, Darnell is a rare find. She's powerful and poised, and she can command the audience full attention from the moment she opens her mouth and she offers transformation, which is part of her mission and strategic insight to help companies grow. I personally have seen Darnell on stage at the Power Networking Conference that Dr. George Frazier held, and she is powerful. She is not just a motivational speaker, and your audiences will love you for choosing her. She is an amazing ability to connect. Really, that's the main thing with every member of your audience and to make them feel like she is talking just to them so that they feel empowered and served and equipped for the next level of success. Her presence immediately up-levels leaders so they become better managers, customer service agents, brand ambassadors for organizations where they lead. She's a professional speaker, and because of that, she achieves the highest remarks of any event conference where she's spoken. Dr. Danielle is committed to equipping her audience to perform at higher levels so that businesses continue to grow and impact the communities where they live and work. And so she's really available for keynotes, workshops, breakout sessions, and of course, retreats. Uh, you can book her by going to drdarnielle.com. Uh, she's on the cover of this month's Speakers Magazine, May issue of Speakers Magazine. But with that, I'll bring up Dr. Darnielle. <laughs> hey, Dr. Pam. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you so much. I have known you for a while and I have seen your evolution, but one of the things that I like that you speak about, you're very practical and you do provide transformation. So many people want to be an entrepreneur and they want to run this million dollar business, but you really help them market like a rock star. They have the mindset for millions and tighten up their sales game. So let's kind of talk a little bit about why you hone in on those three areas, really more says the mindset first, mm -hmm. and then you kind of give them the other part because you have an MBA and your MBA is specialization is in marketing. Correct. So give us the, 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 the juice, I guess you would say. Yeah. I mean, mindset is everything. I believe 95 percent of your ability to be successful is tied to the six inches in between your ears. I further mm -hmm. believe that until you work on the six inches in between your ears, you will not feel seven figures between your fingers. And so a lot of us are born into families and family situations where lack was the norm. 
And, you know, sometimes we don't even know it as lack when we're going through it. But when we grow into adulthood, we realize that it was lack. And we also don't know how to get beyond the lack into the abundance that is really what we should be experiencing inside of our lives. And so we need support undoing all of the mindsets and the limiting beliefs that we inherited just because of the families that we're born into. Mm -hmm. And so I like to spend a lot of time really on the mindset part, because once your mind is right, anything is really possible, no matter what it is that you want to do. Right. And we've, we've seen the quotes out there that say, you know, attitude is everything. Well, attitude is really a function of mindset. Right. And it's all about the way that you believe in what you're thinking regardless of your the background that you grew up in, right? Inside of our community, for those of us who are people of color, you know, we grew up with religion and mm-hmm. that religion in a lot of ways was lack-based, right? There was a lot of fear inside of what we were taught to believe and that fear permeates into the other areas of our life. And so we have to learn how to undo that and realize that even in God, there is a fullness of God yeah. that isn't fear-based and But that is inherently different than what we were taught, right? Like I think about the scripture in the Bible that says, well, that is always misinterpreted. So the scripture actually says the love of money is the root of all evil. But the way that it is taught and it is passed down is that money Money is all evil. But here's the thing. Not only does Ecclesiastes 10 and 19 say money answereth all things, but God talks about money, wealth and possessions 2,300 times in the Bible. He talks about money more than he talks about heaven or hell. Why? Mm -hmm. Because we're supposed to normalize access to it. So we've got to figure out how to normalize that we deserve it. We are worthy of it. And from that place, build our businesses. So that's why mindset comes first. After your mind is right, then you need the right marketing, the right positioning so that you can say the right thing to get the attention of the person that you want to help solve a problem. That's Mm -hmm. where marketing comes in. And so marketing is really important because you have to speak a language that resonates with your ideal client. And you've got to position yourself as the solution provider or the expert, the one who not only understands their problem, but has access to the solution so that they'll actually want to come into your sales tool, which Mm -hmm. is ultimately that conversation where you'll be able to convert them from a contact into becoming your client. And so those three are absolutely completely woven together in all facets of business ownership and Once you understand that your mindset goes first, because your mindset is also what's going to make you confident enough to market and confident enough to ask for the sale, because I promise you there will be no sale if there is no ask. That's true. People are so afraid, like they get to the part of the conversation where it's time to talk about what it's going to cost the person to invest through their product or service. And they don't want to they don't want to do that. So they create diversions. Well, those diversions happen because their mind isn't right, because they're not seeing themselves as the way that God sees them. And they because they don't feel like they're the solution or they're they're dealing with the unworthiness, whether they internalize it themselves or someone in their family mm-hmm. told them they weren't worth it because that happens, too. Now, and I'm not sure this yeah. family. No, no, no. Keely Carson says um, limiting beliefs. It's, and she says uh, she's coming from looks like LinkedIn, I believe. She says the downfall and self-sabotage before you get out the gate. And that is the the limiting beliefs. And that really is what religion teaches you. And you're more the point of really just helping people understand the spiritual or the energy or the the essence of really why they're here. And that is that relationship. 
the relationship yes. with God. Like, yes. I don't, I don't think that God should be removed from the equation, but religion is ritualistic. Relationship yes. is of alignment and flowing. Yes. And it's about being in alignment and experiencing the flow of abundance and everything that you're doing. And, you know, often our, I think our parents did the best that they could with what they had, but their best wasn't the best. And so we grow into adults who have these limiting beliefs, who self-sabotage because that's what we were taught as we were raised based on the limitations that our parents experienced. Mm-hmm. So do you find when you're speaking with, uh, you, 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 Basically, you are like a business coach. You help companies that are service-based or product-based or both? Uh, primarily service-based. And service-based. the main reason for that is because there's only so much I can charge you for a cell phone, right? If it's a, a physical product, there's only so much I can charge. But when it's a service and we can associate a value with it, we can raise those prices to get you to your milestone faster. I love that. I love that. So you primarily work with those people that are um, in their sales, I guess you say tighten their sales game. And I, I heard you say before on stage and just in another interview that one of the things is that entrepreneurs need to give themselves a raise. And you talked about during the pandemic, how a lot of entrepreneurs didn't do that. So right. kind of give the mindset about, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs cut their prices during the pandemic. And you're yeah. saying- Yeah, that was the wrong, that was the wrong decision. And I don't want you to feel bad, or I'm not trying to make you feel bad if you chose to lower your rates. But inflation is at an all time high between eight and 20%, depending upon the region of the country that you're living in. Everybody raised their prices during the pandemic. Like, you know, I could go to Walmart, and I could buy the same thing at Walmart pre uh, March of 2020. And it'd be, I'm going to make a number up, it could be $10. But if I go in there now, it might be $14. Right. Everyone else raised their prices. You need to raise yours too, because the cost of providing the service in excellence goes up. Whether Mm -hmm. you're the service provider or you're bringing team members in to help to serve that client, everything increases based on a person's ability to live the way that they need to live. Not even, I'm not even trying to make this about the way they desire to live, just need to live right now. Mm -hmm. And so the biggest mistake that we can make when we are service-based businesses is to not understand how to price our services and understanding that the formula that we used to use, it no longer works. We actually have to charge more than it's going to cost because that is what gives us profit. And it is from that profitability that comes in that we can actually either reinvest in our business or be able to go hire more employees or Mm -hmm. do any of the things that's going to move our business forward. It's impossible to go to the next level when you're still charging at your last level. And so we've got to get people to understand that you need to, I don't care what you charge, you should be charging more. And they're adding value. And that's one of the things people don't, don't understand that they're, they're associating with what they think people should be paying instead of the value that they're adding. It's like, well, this is the problem, Pam. They're pricing themselves based on right now money instead of thinking about the value over, and let's just say the over next time. five years. Yes. Which I have clients that I worked with 10 years ago that are still doing what I taught them. So, I mean, in essence, I could have charged them more because they're still yes. using the stra- the strategy. Exactly. Right? So oh my gosh. What if you that is five such... years from now. Like yeah. if your service is worth $10,000 today, but people are going to learn what you teach them. And over the next five years, they're going to generate $100,000. Come on. Is now. you are, 
you earning 10,000, does that feel good and equitable and in alignment with the value that you provided for them? Like, that's what we need to have. We need to have that value-based conversation versus just, well, it's I'm giving them a pair of glasses and these glasses are $10, so I'm going to charge them $10. Mm-hmm. We've got to think about what's the value of them having these reading glasses so that they can actually read things over the next 10 years, mm-hmm. as an example. That is good. The, the the workshop that you do, Market Like a Rockstar, that's the one that I really, you know, obviously because I like marketing, but Market Like a Rockstar. So tell me a little bit about what a difference is someone who's a marketing rookie and then what uh, what some of the things a marketing rockstar does. Yeah. Uh, that's the workshop that you do. And obviously you're like me. We, we like marketing. It's, right. Absolutely. But, but one of the first things before you answer that mm-hmm. about the workshop. What I find is the hardest for people to really identify is when you said it says, well, we want to have the right language for our ideal customer. And people are like, who's my ideal customer? I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, this is where we're starting. Like what how do they first how do they decide or find out or just figure out? I know you have a whole workshop on that, but Mm -hmm. how do they figure out their ideal customer? Because I I can't help you market if you don't know who you're marketing to. Absolutely. And I was going to say that that's one of the biggest differences between being a rookie and a rock star is not taking the time to determine who you want to solve, who you want to work with. There's Mm -hmm. what, 8 billion people in the world. So there's tons of people you could be serving, but you can't serve all of the people. And I think that the best way to identify your ideal client is to think about who you were before. Before you solved the problem for yourself, before you became an expert, before you got to the other side of whatever was holding you up. Right. So when I first started my business, I was coaching and I was helping people start their own businesses because I had journeyed down that path far enough ahead to be able to look back and tell people exactly what to do. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Then once I got to the million dollar mark, I'm like, oh, I want to take and I want to help people who are at six figures get to seven because I know how to do that. Now, can you theorize yourself to being a solution to people? Sure. I don't recommend it. Not if you want to be well-paid and you want to have uh, raving fans and glowing testimonials and case studies that'll help you to get additional clients, right? So I don't theorize. I only teach based on the experience that I have. Even when I learn a new strategy, I don't run and tell it to my clients. I test it first. And once we know we work the kinks out of it, then now we make it a teachable moment for our clients to be able to implement inside of their businesses. So So think about who you were before. Before you got to this point right now, describe that person. And here are four questions I would want you to ask yourself. Number one, who would they say that they are? How would they describe themselves? What words would they use to to describe how they see themselves? Why is this important? Because this is going to give you the label, the strongly held label that you should utilize when you're trying to get their attention in the marketplace. So let's say you you went out into the marketplace and you said, um, grapes for a dollar right? Mm-hmm. People are probably going to like pass that. And But then let's say you said attention moms of toddlers. We yeah. have greats for a dollar, right? Right. If you're using the words, if I'm a mom with a toddler and I can identify with that, you're going to immediately get my attention and rise above all of the noise. So that's mm-hmm. the first question. Who would they say that they are? Number mm-hmm. two, what would they say that they struggle with? Use the words they would use to describe their problem. Because see, if you if you des- if you describe their problem and you use words that don't resonate with them, you're not going to get their attention. But if you talk to three people who could be your idol client or who are or were your idol client people you've worked with, and they say, "Well, I came to you because I was stuck. 
I came to you because I wasn't confident in myself. I came to you because I didn't know the next step to take. And then you created a marketing piece that said, attention, single moms who desire to get their children ready for college. And you said, are you feeling stuck in the college application process? Do you feel like you lack the confidence to be able to help your child pick the right college for them? And what would happen, like, if you use the words that they gave you, guess mm -hmm. what? You're getting their attention. And yeah. that also helps to build that know, like, and trust. Because mm -hmm. now they know that not only do you get them, and because you get them, you must have the solution that they provide. Third question, what do they need to stop struggling? So after they tell you how they describe themselves and what they would say their struggle is, what do they need? What they need is your solution. You have to bring to their attention the symptoms that they are experiencing and what that is creating for them in order for them to understand that the next natural progression is access to your solution. And hmm. then the fourth question is, where are they gathering in large enough numbers that if you were to show up there, you'd be able to get instant traction and have enough of them ready to come away and learn more about working with you directly? See, when marketing goes wrong is when we're trying to market in a silo. Yes. Putting a message yeah. on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. The algorithm, first and foremost, is not designed that a lot of people see your content. This so if you're relying on social media to bring you clients, yeah, that's probably why you don't have any. Mm -hmm. But what would happen if you went to a place, whether it's an online pay place or an offline place, where someone was gathering single moms together? And the people who were gathering the single moms didn't solve the problem that you solved. And you created a relationship or a partnership with the person gathering those single, single moms together. And you showed up there and you taught your content about how you could help single moms solve a specific problem. You literally will create a Pied Piper effect and they will follow you out because you've gathered in a place where there's enough numbers for you to be able to walk away with one, three, five, 10, 20 new clients or at least new prospects that you could potentially turn into clients. So when we teach and we talk about marketing like a rock star, it's about understanding first and foremost, who are you talking to? And then secondly, this, and second and most importantly is saying something that no one else is saying. Or I like to say being contrarian. So this is another rookie mistake. Rookies blend in. They say the same thing everybody else who technically does what it is that they do are saying. Mm. And that's just white, that's white noise. Yeah. <laughs> Rock stars stand out. They say something contrarian. So here's an example. When we started our rebrand, I started developing co contrarian messages. And one of those messages is that a low six-figure business is small business poverty. Ooh. Because everybody was talking about want to be the six-figure CEO, exactly. six-figure conference, I'm the six-figure this, or right. I'm the pink six-figure woman, or whatever. You know, what all those kind of six-figure. Right. Like, right. And I always thought, I was like, is that really a goal? No, it really shouldn't be. It's a milestone. Right. And I don't want milestone. to negate right. the significance of crossing six figures. It's a big deal. Yeah. But it's not a stopping point. It's a stepping stone. Mm. So by taking on a contrarian message to say that low, a low six-figure business is small business poverty, I'm immediately rising above the noise and I'm getting an emotional connection. See, mm -hmm. marketing needs to be 93% emotional. Yes. 7% logical. Yes. You've got to tap into the emotion first. And then once they're emotionally tied in, they'll make a logical decision to continue down the path to get access to the solution. 
the way to do that is by being contrarian and not mm -hmm. saying or being consistent with everybody else's saying in the marketplace. I love that. I, that's why I love you. That in Christy <laughs> Taylor, she's like, wow, wow. I know it's like wonderful insight. I mean, it is. Dr. Darnielle is the real deal. She's been, uh, I like what you said is that I have a, uh, a new strategy and I don't just tell it in theory because you've mm -hmm. got MBA, but I test it out and I try it. And then if it works, then I teach it to my clients, which is why, which, which is brilliant. And, and it's very ethical on your part too, because then you really have the confidence to know that I, this can work. But one of the things that people will say um, about uh, me is that, oh, you're on all the social medias. Well, if I'm going to recommend social media right. for people, I probably have to test it out to see how it works, what the benefits and what what are the good and the bad and the ugly of each one. Absolutely. And so if, if I'm helping a client with PR or, or in, in really the whole branding piece, it's like, well, you maybe not need to be on Snapchat because I'm there and I see what's there. Maybe not on TikTok, maybe not on Reels. I mean, so I'm knowing all of them just so that I can experience them, so I can tell them. I can't tell somebody something that I have never experienced. So Absolutely. that's really, really important. And that's the integrity. The thing and I that think I also, just before you go on, Dr. Pam, is that you can help them course correct. When yes. you've actually done it and it's not theory, you can see what they might not be doing well that creates an environment for them to not get the result that you know is possible. And it's mm -hmm. important if you're going to be a coach or consultant that you're able to troubleshoot what they did or didn't do to be able to help them to get back on track. That's true. And uh, Keela says, credibility trumps theory every time. What did you do? It says, relationships with like-minded prospects, taking notes, great presentation. <laughs> so that's one of the things. Make sure that you connect with Dr. Darnielle as well. Um, and and Keely, if you have any type of event or uh, you're, you're putting together an event, she would be an excellent speaker for that because I'm telling you, she has events where she does them once a year and they're three days. Uh, she does um, like little mini uh, retreats too, sometimes throughout the year, but it's best mm -hmm. to really have her all to yourself. <laughs> Yep. And bring her in and bring her in. Uh, your, your head might explode. No, I'm just kidding. But she is. I mean, I have seen you with your flip with your flipboard mm -hmm. uh, at George Frazier's Midnight Talks. And you did that flip chart and people were like flipping out. They were like, oh, my God, this woman is brilliant. So some of the things that you teach them, the basics about business, but really about scaling. So tell us like maybe like the tidbit of the thing that people most get when they come to Dr. Danielle, like when they go and it's like, oh, my God, I never heard it like that. before. <laughs> yeah, I think one of my innate gifts is that I'm able to take what would otherwise be complex concepts. Yes. and break them down so you that do. people can actually take them and implement from them. And it's mm. just, it's a natural gift, the way that I process and then the way that I teach. Um, but, you know, when people come to work with me, we I'm all about the whole CEO. So I want to work with you on your life and your mindset, as well as what's happening in your business and your ability to create wealth. And so we really are, me and my team, because it is not just me, um, we really are about creating an environment for the whole CEO to soar, the whole CEO to move, because, you know, I always say you can't have a booming business if you have a busted life. Mm, so we want to create an environment where all of you is evolving at the same time instead of it being, you know, pieced, disjointed and then that creating overwhelm and contention for you that 
blocks you and keeps you from going to the next level. Mm -hmm. And I think that the third thing that I would say that really makes me different than a lot of other people that might potentially do what it is that I do technically is because I am very well-versed. I've done my homework. I don't, again, I don't theorize in any way. If you ever hear anything come out of my mouth and it is strategy or tactical, I know it works. I absolutely know because I did it myself first. My company is my guinea pig, if you will. And <laughs> we're doing multiple millions of dollars a year. So uh -huh. we know that it works. So then we can teach it and we can help you to course correct it to make sure that you're getting a similar result. One of the things that I find that most entrepreneurs, because we live in the information age, they are doing what they say is their uh, secret sauce. They're doing their business their way. They're solving a problem, but they mm -hmm. don't have a coach. Mm -hmm. And I know that there, there's a lot of information free on YouTube and there's a lot of courses and things like that. What do you say to people that don't think they need a business coach? Because a lot of African-Americans typically mm -hmm. um, are first generation entrepreneurs. And so maybe, or if they are, if they have seen entrepreneurs growing up, they just saw their their parents or their relatives being an entrepreneur, whether they were running a funeral home or whatever, that they didn't have a business coach. So what do you say to people that thinks that they can get all this information on YouTube? <laughs> yeah, you can get it all on YouTube. I mean, that's a fact, but here's the thing. It's not customized to you. Ah, yes. It's generic. You still have to figure out how to take what they said and how it translates into your own business. So you need a translator. And I think that depending upon the kind of work that you do, if you are not investing in yourself, how do you expect someone else to invest in you? Ooh, that's really that's out of integrity. Like mm -hmm. for me, and I have coaches, I invest at least a quarter of a million dollars a year in my me own too. personal development. Mm -hmm. But for me to, to run a business transformation company where our primary service is coaching and consulting, to not have my own coaches and consultants, I should expect that no one would invest in themselves through me or very few people would. Yes, because that's out of integrity. And mm -hmm. you're not investing in the coach, you're investing in yourself. Exactly. The coach, the coach yeah. is taking a shortcut. So I like to say six and seven figure entrepreneurs, they find a system that has already been tested and proven, mm -hmm. and they get access to that system. They don't start from scratch. And so you can do it yourself, but you're starting from scratch, which means it's going to take you longer. I cannot think of the proverb or the adage. I'm probably going to say it wrong, but like if you want to go there, go alone. But if you want to go fast, go with help, right? Like mm -hmm. if you want to shorten the amount of time it takes you to get to the result, go find somebody who's already done it Yes, and let them invest in yourself through them for them to teach you what they already know. Cause you'll get there way faster than trying to piece it together on YouTube. The other thing I'll say is most people don't give you the piece that is the most important to you getting the result for free. That's that's the truth right there. Just keep that in mind. You're going to exactly. hear people, but it's like trying to put the pu a puzzle together. But I kept three out of the box <laughs> and handed you the box to see if you could put the puzzle together. You're not going to be able to put it together because you don't have everything that you need. You won't get everything you need unless you have someone who's focused on your business and helping you get, figure out how to translate whatever the system, whatever the methodology, whatever the framework is to your specific business. And I always tell people it's about sequencing too, because they can they can listen to all of our podcasts. They can read all of the, the materials that we have, but they don't know what to do first because it's just been, it's just information. There's Absolutely. no way of sequencing it for them. So yeah, Absolutely. so the sequencing of it is really important. I mean, they can put together the website, but then you haven't put together like 
who's the website for, or you haven't put right. the strategy of like, what do I put on the one sheet? I have a one sheet or I do have a speaker reel, but I don't know what should go in the speaker reel. I don't right. know. What do I do first? Do I do this bio first? Do I do the, you know, so there, there's a lot of confusion, but if you do work with the coach, they can tell you says, well, you know what, that right there is a cherry on top. Let's get right. the basics down first. So yes, I love that. So, uh, Renata, uh, Joy said, thank you, Darnielle, for uh, all the gems that you are dropping today. Much is needed to move from where you are to where we desire to be. That is so Absolutely. true. That is so true. So I want people to go to drdarnielle.com. Uh, also, too, to go to Speakers Magazine, where she is actually in here as well. You can read this issue. Uh, it's a digital issue. You could download it. You'll see uh, her TED Talk that's embedded in the magazine as well. And uh, Dr. Danielle, is there anything before we end today of uh, our our uh, podcast, uh, Speakers Magazine podcast? Yeah, I mean, I think the only thing that I would just say in closing is simply this. I believe that millions is your birthright. Mm -hmm. I believe that if you didn't come from millions, millions should come from you. And I believe that the way to access your birthright is to move. Oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> that's a drop the mic. I don't have a mic right here, but that's a drop the mic. That's a drop the mic moment. <laughs> awesome. Well, I just love you. I love you. And then Chrissy says, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh, that is good. Well, Danielle, I will see you soon. You know, yes. that we'll be seeing you at your event. But thank you so much for joining us today on the Speakers Magazine podcast. And I see the cover in the background that you have there as well, <laughs> gracing it with the purple. So thank you so much for joining us today. We'll You're talk welcome. to you soon. Take All care. All righty. God bless. I'm Pam Perry, publisher of Speakers Magazine. If you want to find out more information about Speakers Magazine, go to speakersmagazine.com. And I will see you next time. This is our series on Speakers Magazine podcast. God bless. Bye-bye.